and MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hope you're having a great day. Today, I want to talk to you about some really exciting topics for me. You might be bored out of your mind, but I'm going to have fun and uh, I'm probably going to have multiple episodes to this. And today will just be the one of many and it won't be like a series or anything like that. Just be, you know, ongoing, things like that. But today we're going to be talking about finances and dealing with your finances properly so that when you make money in network marketing or online marketing, you can hopefully keep it. One of the biggest detriments to, you know, entrepreneurs, I see this a lot in the online marketing space and the network marketing space, is people making a lot of money very quickly and not understanding how to handle it. And then, you know, hopefully this doesn't happen, but something bad happens, right? They're, you know, something bad happens in their business and their income takes a massive hit and they no longer have anything. It's something that I see all all the time in this industry because most of us are never taught Number one, how to make good money, right? The system that we are all brought up in doesn't teach you how to make good money. It teaches you how to be an employee, which your best shot of making good money as an employee is just rising up through the ranks, which clearly, if you're here, you know that that's not the best move, right? So this, And the second thing that we're not taught is how to handle money. You know, at best, we're taught to stay out of consumer debt, right? The second best thing that we're taught is um, to, like, you know, invest in a 401k, which I'm not saying that's a good thing to do, by the way, it's just what we're taught. Um, And so I want to talk to you about some of this stuff, because one thing that I learned, you know, pretty early on, which I'm grateful that I did, is pretty early on, I realized that if I didn't know how to handle $30,000 a year, I wasn't going to be able to handle 300 grand or 3 million or 30 million because whatever I do now it will be compounded. You can see this a lot in people um, wherever they're at in life, you know, people that we coach all the time, you know, some people that don't have the money that they want. Um, you can almost always peg where it's a problem. You know, most people have increased their liabilities so much to the point where it has met their one time income and now it's dropped or they've just been bloated altogether. So, for instance, if someone makes 50 grand a year, that's like $3,000 a month, you know, post taxes and insurance and blah, blah, blah. So it's like three grand a month take home. What I see a lot of people doing with that much money is spending like 500 to $800 a month eating out. 
which is insanity, absolute insanity. And most people don't even know they're spending that much because they've never done their budget. But that's like crazy because if they just cut that out of their life, they'd probably be financially stable. But what happens is they take habits like that with them and then they start making more money and they compound those habits. So if that person starts making a hundred grand a year, which is about five grand a month take home, um, that is, uh, you know, most people that I see are now stacking on a car payment or two totaling like a thousand bucks a month, maybe 1200 a month, maybe like, you know, $800 payment here, you know, they got a motorcycle or they get another toy, you know, get this financed, that financed. And just for like, you know, vehicles, they're paying like $1,200 a month. I don't even want to talk about the completely ridiculous rule about real estate. You know, I was talking to an agent one time and she was like, yeah, you should probably base, you know, you know, budget like a third of your income, gross income for your, your living, your, your, your dwelling. <laughs> and I was like, wait, hold on a third. So that, so this is what they're telling me. If I make a hundred thousand a year, that's what, like eight, nine, like 8,000. Is that right? Like 8,000 a month. 8 times 12 is, I don't know, 90-something. So 96, I think. So like, okay, call it 8 grand a month. So they're telling me I should ma- I should spend a third of my gross income on my house. So that would be, what's 8 divided by 3? Um, like 2,800. Okay, so they're telling me I should spend $2,800 a month on my house if I take home or if I make 100,000 gross. So that means my take home, remember my take home is 5 because you have to pull taxes and insurance and stuff out. So I take them as five, and you're suggesting I make I pay twenty eight hundred dollars a month in living and just in my house. That means that's that's over that's over half of my pay. So that means like if I'm paying it every two weeks as an employee, that means that like one of my paychecks is completely gone, going to the house. So that means I have to live, pay for my cars, gas, and you know, uh, uh, I guess car insurance, food, fun business, all that stuff out of half of my pay. Like this is what the world teaches us about money. It's completely redonkulous. Just super, super stupid. And this is what we're taught, right? This is what we do. So when someone like that compounds their earnings and they get bigger, they screw everything up. And um, it sucks. I mean, most people don't even make enough, don't even make more money. So like there's two problems. One, people don't know how to handle the money. Two, they don't make enough. So most, some people, know how to, they fix number two and they start to make enough if they're in this industry. But m- most people that make enough or make more don't ever fix the how to handle the money part. So that's what I want to talk to you about. Um, you know, I've got personal friends that, you know, at one point in their career were making $800,000, $900,000 in network marketing and one detrimental blow to their business and their income dropped about a hundred grand or less, got their houses foreclosed on, cars taken away or they had to sell them, um, five kids to support, crazy stuff. And, you know, that's a huge blow, right? No matter how much he prepared, it would still be a massive blow to their business, to, to their life. But he got so super killed on it because he didn't know how to handle it when he had it. And one of the things that's always baffled me is how can you go through a period of time where you're making absolute boatloads of money and then something happens to take it all away and you lose it all. Clearly, you didn't know how to handle it when you had it. So this is a huge, huge glaring hole in the world of online entrepreneurs and network marketers. And it's a passion point for me. So I want to talk about it. Um, so by the way, uh, not only is finance a passion point for me, but so is protecting yourself. Um, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shady people out there that feel that they get wronged for really nothing that you did. They just 
are playing victim all the time. So making sure that you're protected and that your business and other assets are uh, protected in a special ways is very important. So that's another topic for another time, but it's just something to know. Um, so anyway, just to talk briefly on finances, I'm going to give you some really easy basics right now. And then as time goes on, um, we'll give you some more in-depth stuff. So do me a favor, leave a rating and review down below and tell me specifically what you want to hear about. If I know about it, I'll talk about it. If I can find the information, I'll, I'll relay it to you. This is fun for me. Um, but and if I don't know it, I, I, won't, <laughs> I won't pretend like I do. I'm not going to give you learnings um, from me that are fake. Uh, I will tell you the truth, and uh, so if you want to hear about something, leave a comment down below, leave a review, and I will be sure to read those and get to them. So the first thing, and the most basic that we're going to go over today, is not not spend, not increasing your expenditures with your income. So here's what I mean: if you're making fifty grand a year right now, and you st- you take a jump to 100. That's not necessarily a massive, or that is a massive lifestyle jump, but it's not so like, you can't live extravagantly on $100,000 a year right now. You can live well, you can live comfortably, but you're not going to live extravagantly. We all know that. So if you increase your expenses when you jump from 50 to 100, I understand that, right? I get that because, you know, I mean, if you want to live just moderately comfortably without, without thinking about every dollar, you need to make at least six figures. So I get that one. But let's say you jump from 100 to 300, okay? This is a very common jump for network marketers or online marketers. You jump from 100 to 300, your, your expenses will probably go up a little bit because you, now you'll start probably acquiring a few luxury things that you want. I get it. I do. But this is where you probably need to stop. So before you take the jump, before you get the jump, I would calculate exactly what it is that you will spend when you get to a certain place. So for instance, I have a chart. I know exactly how much I can spend at every point up through a massive number. And the reason I did that is because I wanted to define, I think it's a great quote, define what enough is or you'll be cursed to chase more. You don't want to be in that place. You want to know when do I have enough? Like for me, right? It doesn't mean I won't try to make more so I can give more, but when do I have enough for me? And so up to, like up to a certain point, I, I always know how much I can spend I can spend. So basically, up until actually I have kids, I know that up to a certain point, we will spend X. And no matter how big our income gets past X, I will always only spend this. Um, actually, there's one variable. So like, basically, you know, if our earnings get to a certain size, I will keep it. I will keep our expenditures to this point A. If our earnings take an exponential leap forward, I will increase our personal income to point B. But no matter how big our earnings get past that exponential jump, they will my, our personal income will always stay at point B, always. Every piece of extra that goes beyond that will get invested into liabilities and into making sure that we're further protected. Um, but you know, there's only so much protection you have to do after a certain point, so they'll just go into further investments. So that's the way like we have it set up so that no matter how much we make, the excess will always go into different investments. But 
the reason I have the numbers because I know what I want personally and I know what I want to give and all these things. I have these things calculated out. So what I would suggest you do is say, okay, how do I want to live? Write it all down. Figure out what your life, your ideal life costs and then basically make two benchmarks. Make your comfortable life. Figure out that number. This is my comfortable life and then get to there and then figure out your like ideal life. Calculate that and then get there. But everything beyond that, you're going to invest in. So most people I've found, unless you want to live completely extravagantly, which if you do, that's totally cool. Just make more and you can do it. But, you know, most people I find probably don't need more than like 20 to 25 grand of take-home money per month to live exactly the way that they want. Um, now, again, some people want way more than that. Totally fine. But take-home money, 20 to 25 grand will give most people a very comfortable life doing exactly what they want. Um, now, if you want, you know, 10 exotics in two mansions, three mansions, you know, you're going to need more. But um, you, I think you get the point. But what happens is people don't calculate this stuff. And so they start making 40, 50, 60, 100, 200, $300,000 a month. And their, their expenses just go up, 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 up. And they're making 100 grand a month, 200 grand a month, but they're spending 100 or 200 grand a month. And when then, you know, if something ever hits the fan, boom, everything collapses. So don't make that mistake. So figure out your two points. Where's my first spot that I'm comfortable at, that I, re- I want to get to and I can live well, right? Then calculate your next spot, which is where you're, yeah, that's your final stop. Okay, that's your final stop. So be honest with yourself. That's your final stop. And then you're going to invest everything after that. In between point A and point B, your comfortable place and your final stop, you're going to start, you're going to invest 20 to 30% of everything that you bring in in those points. So I'm going to give you a hypothetical example. Let's pretend that your comfortable spot is 10 grand a month. Okay? That's where you want to get to. Your comfortable spot is 10 grand a month take home, which, by the way, is not 120 grand a year. It's like 180 because you get taxes. Yay. So that's your comfortable zone. So when you hit 10 G's a month of take home, that's your comfy spot. Okay, perfect. So up to 10 grand a month, you're going to be investing like 5 or 10% of your income. After you get past 10, but before you get to your end mark, so let's pretend your end mark is 30 grand. Okay. So between 10 and 30, you're going to invest. So if you make 15 grand of uh, take home pay, you're going to invest. 10% of the first 10 grand and then 30% of the next 5. If you have a month where you make 25 grand, you're going to invest 10% of the first 10 grand and then 30% of the of the next 15. Then, if you have a month where you make 70,000, remember your end spot is 30. You've where you make 70,000, you're going to invest 10% of the first 10, 30% of the middle 20, and then of the remaining 40, you're going to invest all of it. You understand what I'm saying? This is how you make sure you don't get screwed. So hopefully this makes sense. This is the most basic form of handling your finances well. Okay. I didn't say you saved your money. I said you invested it. We are not talking about where to put that right now. Um, you know, I have my opinions on this and stuff like that. We're not going to talk about that right now, but at the very least, you at least put it aside. You at least save it off to the side, even if you don't know where to put it yet. Okay, we're going to talk more to put it later. But 
cash loses value, by the way. Loses like 3% a year. You don't want cash necessarily. You want investments that hold the value, retain value, increase in value, and give you cash flow. So hopefully that all makes sense. Anyway, if you found value in this, do me a favor, leave a rating and review down below. Let me know what you learned and let me know what you want to learn more about with this whole kind of financial world, handling your money well. There's a reason that many top earners actually go broke if something ever happens to their business. And I want uh, personally to avoid that and I want you to avoid that. So leave a rating and review down below if uh, you wanna hear something specific uh, coming up about this financial talk. Uh, Also, if you found value in this, leave a rating and review down below. That would be fantastic. So quick little personal update. We just got back yesterday from good old Mexico City. We're in California right now. Um, we're here for a conference for the next few days. And then we'll probably be here. I'm not totally sure what we're going to do yet. Um, the original plan was to go to Europe, then to Iceland, then back to Europe, then here to California. I kind of mentioned that uh, a few weeks ago. We're kind of figuring that out right now, like what we're doing. We have the Iceland trip planned, so that's already on the books, or at least we have the hotel. Um, the Europe stuff isn't in stone yet. We're kind of in this spot where we're still thinking about what to do. I, I think I gave you the update uh, a few episodes ago about kind of like what's going on in our brain and things like that. I went, uh, yeah, so I'm just kind of thinking about like what we're going to do. Anyway, I should have an update here in the next week or so. We'll know what exactly we're doing. Um, you know, I, I really do like California. If we do end up staying in the U.S. longer than we originally expected, I'd love to stay in California. You know, our residence is technically Illinois right now. Um, I really, really hate California taxes. <laughs> now, thankfully, our residence is in Illinois, and we're just renting uh, out here. But, you know, we still have to, obviously, we're like, you know, paying, you know, we're paying to live here. So I guess by default, we're paying the taxes here. And Illinois is not much better. Honestly, uh, Illinois' taxes are atrocious. California's are one of the, California is one of the only states that's actually worse than Illinois. Um, I don't know what it is about me being attracted to states with horrible taxes. Anyway, um, hopefully you have an amazing day. I'm literally walking around in my car right now. We let, uh, we let some friends borrow it while we were gone in Mexico. And, uh, there's like dead bugs everywhere. <laughs> uh, I got to And uh, actually, someone backed into my friend when uh, when we were when we were gone. So like, there's like this sweet old dent <laughs> on the bumper, which is awesome. Um, anyway, hopefully you guys have an amazing day. Good hanging with you guys, and uh, talk to y'all very soon.
Thank <laughs> you.